to Hatchling. This is the show about being an artist in this digital age. So this week I wanted to talk about that digital world and how it affects us. Artists nowadays have a complicated relationship with technology. For the first time in history, pursuing a career in the visual arts means spending a lot of time in front of a screen. There is a positive side to this, which is that we now have the freedom to express ourselves however we want and make our creative and business choices independent of any institution. So there's no middleman like a curator or a manager in between us and our audience telling us what to do. But of course that means taking on a lot of new responsibility. I'm proof that building your web presence is time well spent. I spent years finding a following and building a website and curating my online gallery. But once I established that career online, my office is now in my pocket. It's there wherever I go. It's there when I want to text a friend or take a photo. It's just always in the background of my life. I can't walk away from it like I'd walk away from an office at the end of the day. In my experience, having a digital workplace makes it so difficult to stop working and just be present in my life. So I'm going to be talking about my relationship with technology and how that connects with my work and being creative and being happy. At the end of the episode, I'm going to make a plan to change my relationship for the better. Once this episode goes live, I will be putting my plan into action and then I'll check in in the next episode and tell you if I was able to do it and if so, if it made a difference in my life. Do you ever feel like your phone has complete control over you? Like it controls your time, your sleep, your relationships, your productivity. I definitely feel like this. And last week really pushed me over the edge because I ended up getting this horrible stomach virus and I was in the hospital and for a lot of the time that I was there, I only had my phone for company. So when I was left alone there, I would just scroll through Instagram. Usually I might spend an hour or two doing this every day, which is already too much for me at least, but this was like five hours a day spent ingesting other people's posts for no reason. There was no goal. I wasn't trying to catch up with friends or find inspiration for a new project. I was just aimlessly scrolling. So starting this week, I want to try to sort out my complicated feelings about social media. Hopefully I can work towards a healthier relationship where I feel creative and productive and supported by an online community without feeling lonely and distracted and insecure like I do when I spend way too much time on it. Here's what a normal day might look like if I had a healthy relationship with social media. I'd wake up in the morning, have breakfast, get to work on my drawings, not checking my phone throughout. Before lunch, I'd grab my phone to take a photo of what I've been working on and then upload it to Instagram. And while I'm there, I'd check my messages for the first time that day, get back to people if I need to. Then I'd put the phone down, have lunch and start working again. Around the end of the workday, I'd check in one more time to respond to any comments or messages and then maybe before bed or later in the evening, I'd see if there's anything new, anything important, and then I'd call it a night. So that's a few times checking my phone throughout the day with a few hours in between each check. And ideally, each time I pick up my phone, there's a goal or I'm doing something important. It's not just out of boredom. 
Now let me tell you what my typical day is like with my current relationship with social media. Wake up, spend 20 minutes scrolling and messaging and wandering around Instagram, get out of bed, make breakfast, check my phone again, start work, check my phone at least once every half hour for the rest of the morning, then when I finally make my post for the day, there's 20 minutes of scrolling on either side of it for no reason really, then once I post it, of course, I have to check the post once a minute for the next hour to see how it's doing. And then I'm already in the swing of it, so I just keep mindlessly picking up my phone because I've gotten in the habit of doing it. And I feel like I kind of write off the day and I'm like, oh, okay, this is a phone day. I'm just gonna be on my phone all day and then I accept it. If I'm working, if anything difficult comes up, even a slight obstacle, like I can't find the right pen or I can't think of the right word, then my instinct is to go for my phone and to just depart from reality. It's a lot easier to do that than actually to work through the problems that I'm dealing with in the moment. In the evening, when I'm trying to relax and enjoy my time off with other people, I cannot stop going for my phone. I even try to hide it from myself in random places around the house, like I'll just put it under a couch cushion and I do this enough that it actually works because I get really confused as to where the last place was that I hid it. And that's when I can actually get relief. When I don't know where it is, I have a, a few moments of panic and then I realize I don't actually need my phone for anything. I just wanted it. And now that I can't find it, I'm not gonna look for it. I'm just gonna relax. And then eventually I do need it for something. Like I need to let someone know a plan for the next day. I have to have someone call my phone and then I get it and I do not let go until bed. I get into my bed and I'm holding on to it and I'm typing in reminders at the last second and sending off emails and checking in with people and then refreshing social media. And I have my book next to me. By the time I finish up with my phone, I'm too tired to read anything, so I just go to sleep. Now, when you use your phone right before you go to sleep, especially if you're working on your phone like I do, then your sleep is totally disturbed with all these thoughts of unsent emails and missed deadlines and opportunities you might have and to-do lists. And then you just wake up in the morning and you do the same thing all over again. So there's no escape from it. There's no time where you're stepping away from it and evaluating your real life outside of any screen. I'm saying this once and for all in public because there's some sort of accountability that goes along with that. This cannot continue. I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to feel controlled by a little piece of metal and plastic. I don't want my life to look like this anymore. And sure, the technology is partly to blame. It's literally built to keep us using it. There are companies that make money off of our attention and they're vying for it constantly. And we're not really evolved to say no to that. It's a lot of quick, easy entertainment and we like that. But just because other people use their phones a lot and companies want us to use our phones doesn't mean that I have to all the time if it's not making me happy. I think that's a pretty bad attitude about life. Like I just have to wait for society to change before I can make a small change in my own lifestyle. So I have an actual plan that I have devised for myself to overcome this issue or at least combat it a little bit and not just completely give in. Maybe some of you guys will want to join me or create your own plan 
Or maybe you're completely happy with your relationship with technology and you've got no desire to change it. You'll enjoy listening to me struggle to attain what you already have. There are three steps in this plan. The first one is to think through what I actually want and need from technology. The things that I have in my life now that technology brings to me that I'm grateful for and don't want to lose in this transition. Then I'm going to think through those weak points, the time-wasting things, the things that bring down my self-esteem or my productivity and keep me up at night and wake me up in the morning. And then I'm going to need to make a concrete plan to work through these things because it's not just going to happen on its own because I've changed my attitude. This is a big problem. This is a habit that I formed through years of repetitive actions. And just because I've had an epiphany that I've honestly had many times before about technology doesn't mean that it's going to resolve itself. I need to put in a lot of uncomfortable work to make even a little change in this arena. A big part of it is that my whole job is online. A lot of people talk about just quitting Facebook and deleting their Instagrams. I cannot do that because that's how I make my money and that's how I meet all these people that make my life possible and that's how I find new artists to collaborate with and I don't want to live without that. But I can keep that in my life and be more conscious and mindful about it and hopefully happier with my relationship with both technology and my real life. So what I like about technology. Technology is social for me, and I'm not a super social person. I prefer small groups, so you won't find me often in crowds or at parties. But being on social media and having a cell phone allows me to connect with people without depleting my daily social energy. I can chat with a few friends, I can catch up with people, I can make plans, but I don't have to feel exhausted because of that. I can maintain my relationships and still maintain my sanity. It also, of course, allows me to connect with these amazing artists and aspiring artists all over the world. I never could have imagined that my life would be like that, that I would have all these artist friends and all these people that I talk to online. That's just incredible. And that didn't really exist when I was younger. So I never could have even wanted that as a career path. And finally, it started to exist just as I have started to have a career. So I'm really lucky. And that's a part of my daily phone routine that I don't want to get rid of. Now, most of the people that I have in my internet network are other artists. And I spend a lot of time looking at their work and getting inspiration and encouraging them and giving them ideas and talking to them and that is just incredible. I live in a town where there aren't a lot of artists and I feel really lonely in that respect so it's really great to talk to people who get it and to see art that pushes me to the next level. I really don't follow people just because they're prettier than me or they're in better shape or they're richer than me. I don't feel like that does anything for my self-esteem. And so I try to avoid that. And even if I'm following someone that I actually think is great and that I have a lot of respect for, if there's something about their life that upsets me in some way, <laughs> that kind of makes me feel bad about myself, then I unfollow them. And maybe that's not the attitude that's going to make me a stronger person and a more open-minded person, but I really don't want social media to be a negative place. So if I have to limit the amount of people that I come into contact with there, 
that's okay. I understand the real world isn't like that, that you can't protect yourself from things that might upset you, but why not do it online where it's already sort of a vulnerable place to be? Outside of social media, of course, I text friends. I love that about my phone. I could never do a long distance friendship without it. I like getting my email updates. I'm not too bad about email. I'm not doing work emails all the time. I'm pretty good at saving that for when I'm at a desk. I like checking the weather and I like listening to podcasts. Those all feel like pretty healthy things that actually don't make me feel gross afterwards. And then obviously I need the camera for my work to document it and to film my drawings and to record things. That's something that would have been a lot more complicated in any other decade. But fortunately, I can create all the content that I need with this little brick. All right, now on to the tougher category. So these things I do on and off throughout the day without really ever intending to. I don't wake up in the morning wanting to do these things, but they just happen. So I already mentioned my ridiculous Instagram checking habit. When I post something, I have to make sure it's doing well and I have to refresh it and I have to check the comments and I have to check my messages and my message requests. And it's shameful to admit, but I will open up Instagram probably a hundred times every day. Even when I'm trying to do something that's actually productive, like I need to respond to a text from a friend, I will end up in this vortex where I just open up my phone, I forget why I'm there, I'm tapping around, I get on some tangent, and then 20 minutes go by, I realize I didn't do the thing I even intended to do, I just wasted time. Sometimes I'll even forget what I did in that time. I just look up and it's like, where was I? I have no recollection. When you add up all those little breaks from reality, I'm losing an hour or two every day of my life. And there's nothing to show for it, and it's not even relaxing. If it were relaxing, sure, that's great. It's really important to have relaxing free time in your life, but this isn't that. And the two places where I use my phone the most are in my bed when I wake up in the morning and when I go to sleep at night, and Sorry if this offends anybody, but I use it on the toilet a lot. I'll just bring it into the bathroom and then sit there for way longer than I need to scrolling through my phone. It's just easier to look at your phone than to do nothing because doing nothing means dealing with your thoughts and it can be boring. And then the other alternative is you could pick up a book or you could do something challenging, but that always seems like a drag. So then you're caught in the middle. You're doing something that isn't boring, that's somewhat entertaining, but requires no effort. So that's where your phone comes in to fill in that void. Now to sum up all of these negative points, I check Instagram too much. I turn my quick productive tasks into aimless phone breaks, and I use my phone to avoid boredom. So if I just cut those three things out, I would be saving hours in phone time each day, and I could still keep doing all the wonderful, valuable things that I mentioned before. Of course, this is easier said than done. So how do I cut them out? I don't know, I'm not an expert, but I'm going to try. And I'm gonna spend this next week committed to this plan that I'm making here, and I'm gonna be recording updates throughout the week, and I'll put that together into an episode that will tell you how it went for me. This plan is going to be very specific. Here's how I've written it out for myself. I have designated phone checking times throughout the day, which 
is not sustainable long-term and I don't think that I will continue doing throughout the rest of my life, but I'm thinking it's a good way for me to set an actual number of times that I'm allowed to check and then I will be able to follow that and not have to make a decision in the moment like am I allowed to do this or not it's just set out there for me and I have to obey it and that will force me to detach from my phone a little bit without having to think through all the reasons why I want to and why I chose to make this difficult change. My designated phone times are at noon when I make my daily Instagram post and I check in with people and then 3 p.m. so I can go and respond to any comments or messages that I've gotten and then 5 p.m. before dinner just because it's the end of the workday and I've presumably worked very hard because I haven't checked my phone at all throughout the day and then I make dinner, hang out, relax and then I get one more check before bed just to tie up any loose ends. Not in bed though. That's another part of this plan, is I'm not bringing my phone into my bedroom and I'm not bringing my phone into the bathroom. I'm going to have books in both of those places, which I know that sounds like a huge aspirational thing, like I'm just gonna stop using my phone and then read 10 books a week, but actually I do read a lot already. So I'd be really glad to just read before bed. Anyway, I already have a few books that I'm reading and that's not gonna be a huge change for me. So as I struggle through this next chapter of my life, trying to change my relationship with something I've carried around in my pocket for years and years and years without thinking twice about it, I am going to be recording little audio bits whenever I hit a snag. I'm gonna record how I cope with it and what I'm noticing about the world when I'm not looking at my screen all day. And you know, I would love to hear what you guys think. What is your relationship with technology? Is it super healthy? If so, please give me tips because I would love to hear how you do that. And if not, are you okay with that? Are you trying to change that? How would you change that? And what does it look like? I want to know because I don't know what other people's lives are like, especially considering that I run a business online. So I'm in a very specific situation where I have to be online a lot of the day and I can always say that when I'm picking up my phone, it's for business purposes. If you'd like to share your experience or if you have a question, email me at brian at briantheGirl.com. That's Brian with a Y and you'll get featured on the show. If you've been enjoying Hatchling, if you've liked this episode, if you find it interesting, then you can tell your friends about it and you can leave a rating and review. And I get an email every time I get a new review wherever you are in the world and it helps me get motivated to start working on the next episode. Actually, this is really fun for me to produce, but it does take a work day for me to do it. And I don't really know where it's going, but it's been a lot of fun so far, so I'm gonna keep making time for it. Thank you all so much for listening and for the support that you guys have given me so far to make this possible. Until next time. Thank you.